Hey, it's Jess and Aaron with Best Business Partners. We are here with the one and only Regina Cooper. Aaron will introduce you a little bit more and um, tell you a little, tell all our listeners a little bit about you. And we're also going to talk about our foundation and our foundation drive that we do every holiday season. And um, go ahead, Aaron. Hey, Ray Ray. Ray is on the phone with us today from Boston. How are you, Ray? I'm doing great. So honored to be here in company with you all. Oh, you're so awesome. So Ray, um, I met, she was adopted by one of um, our very good friends, Taken In, who are, had four children. Ray has been in the Lee County community since birth, and um, she is going to tell us a little bit about her story, but um, she's also going to tell us what it means when people supported her and gave back to her um, as she grew up in the Dunbar community as a basketball player and was taken in by teachers, coaches, and um, basically embraced by her community. And we are super proud of Ray because she is now at Boston Law School, is the president of her law school class. So we are super honored to have you here, my friend. So Ray, tell us a little bit about your childhood in the Dunbar community. Well, I can definitely say that once again, I I love the Dunbar community, partially because they were my family. Um, even though um, I don't have uh, any biological family and um like bio, like close family in the Fort Myers Dunbar area. I will say that that's still where I consider home and that's where all of my life family is. Um, so I will say that I like live with a lot of people and uh, that I still consider family to this day. And even though, like, like I said, none of my bio family is there, I still had community. They took care of me, clothed me, fed me, um, sometimes, you know, cheered me on, supported me. And I'm so glad to still have them in my life now and, and um, so glad to have so many people that are here going to be there to celebrate me for my law school graduation here in this upcoming May. Can't wait. Can't wait. So, so <laughs> proud of you. So, Ray, as you know, every year we do, um, we support our old Florida Dream Team Foundation supports kids in the community that remain in foster care or are homeless. And you know, my kids and I have donated um, our time and our energy. I can't tell you the number of Christmas mornings or Christmas Eves that we go out in the community and find families that have been displaced at the last minute um, and make Christmas that special for them. And our team has come together and works really, really hard um, with our business partners throughout the community to make sure that the holiday is special for every kid. But tell us a little bit about what it was like during the holiday season, kind of, you know, you you were taken in by so many amazing families um, but I know when we talk, a lot of times you talk about, you know, it's it's tough during the holidays because you're not sure where you're fitting in or where your gifts are going to yeah. come from or your food. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, I would definitely say that, like, the holidays are, are and still continue to be the hardest for me. Um, definitely trying to make sure that, like, you know, you're a part of the family or you're included, but when, it, when it's not your bio family, sometimes you do feel excluded or sometimes you miss like the memories that you had like as a child with your bio family, or sometimes you you kind of like feel like you're a piece of the puzzle that's kind of being pushed in there, that it, it never really fit. Um, and that's just from like an emotional standpoint, um, even though you're really blessed and fortunate to be around those people, but the holidays are the hardest, um, especially when you're trying to process your own emotions, but still be grateful and live in the moment because you are fortunate and blessed to see another day. Um, but I, something that I really can appreciate is like trying to live in that moment and be happy with the community that I have around me. Um, and then also too, just trying to like 
not be materialistic, I think has really helped me. But at the same time, I really did appreciate when people during the holiday season did give me necessities um, because a lot of people take those for granted. But like having, you know, panties, bras, socks, um, a place to lay my head, food in my belly, um, clothes that I that were actually mine and that I could wear um, that fit me. Um, they It may seem small and minuscule, but that really made me feel like every day, not just during the holiday season, but every day that I was somebody and I was worth seeing, being seen and stuff like that. Um, so Ray, hey, it's Jess. Um, what, I, what I hear you saying is, um, you know, so many so many kids when they give you a, a Christmas list it's it's extravagant things or you know name brand things and in the end you just you just wanted something that everyone else takes sometimes for granted or most of the time for granted and um, we we do a lot of gift cards for for kids um, or or you know money or whatever it is 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 there like People don't understand sometimes when I say we just want, you know, McDonald's gift cards, Uber gift cards, um, you know, uh, Publix gift cards, things that, you know, why would they why would a kid want that? But like you said, it's just it's about having food in your belly or clothes that, you know, who wants socks for Christmas? (laughs) But when you need them, you want them. So. Is there is there any um, if you were to give us any kind of examples of gift cards that we could share with our community that they can bring us? Um, what would you suggest? What were some of the places you would frequent? Oh, like my favorite gift cards in the world <laughs> were always Target gift cards, Walmart gift cards, Publix gift cards, Amazon gift cards, um, because you allow people to kind of pick out the things that they need, right? And like have some individuality applied to whatever they get as well, if that makes sense. Um, so, like, if I go to Target, of course I want to look at some of, like, the Target brands or, like, maybe I want a candle, but I also need to get, like, pins and underwears and stuff like that. Um, and then Amazon, the world is your oyster. You can get almost anything with an Amazon gift card. But it kind of allows me to get the necessities, but also be able to look at things that I like um, for the holiday season because just because you're, like, poor or um, – or disenfranchised doesn't mean that you don't deserve to have, you know, nice things or things that you enjoy as well as the basic necessities. Absolutely. I love that. And, you know, I've told this story before, but two of our favorite kids that came into my home um, when I was fostering was Jojo and Jaden. And my girls, they were some that we took on early, early when we were fostering. And Jojo said to us, um, he, he was absolutely hilarious. He was four or five when he came in. He was in kindergarten and um, maybe even six. He was tiny. But he was he got the opportunity to talk to his mom, who was in the hospital, which is why we had them. There was some domestic abuse there. And he said, um, Mom, you know, this house is amazing, and they're so nice, and there's so much food. And she said we could eat anything. And he goes, but they have that real toilet paper, you know, the soft kind on the roll that doesn't fall apart. And we don't have to use McDonald's napkins. And that was such a wake-up call for my kids because we just take so much for granted. Um, especially through the holidays, you know, as I think Jess pointed out when they send us their lists of what they want and, you know, it's not what they need, it's what they want. And we want to make sure that we give that opportunity to every kid through the holiday season that's displaced or struggling, um, that they get to get pick out what they want and that, that holiday is special for them. And it's such a small thing to do, but we love that our community rallies around us and, and helps support these kids. So, and we're appreciative to our school district who helps identify these kids and get the money to them. 
Ray, tell us what your favorite memory um, as a child, what favorite gift that you got as a, as a child or a young adult? What was your favorite thing? Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> well, you know I was um, going to make it easy on you, Ray, right? I know. <laughs> I think, um, I was like, okay, I have two, okay? I have two. Um, one was when I was in middle school, my bus driver at the time, uh, which I later moved in with her, Miss Jan, she bought me a bed. And oh. it was like the first time I had ever had a bed. Um, and it was like my bed, it had like drawers in it. So I could like put my socks in it. My, like, it was like very personal to me because all of my siblings, we had always like slept in the same bed or like slept in the bed with my grandmother, et cetera. So that, that one was like a big, that was like a big memory for me. Um, and then, um, like more recent was when like my, uh, my like mom Springer and pop Springer, they got me like this surface pro. And it was like the, it was like right before I think it was like right before I was going to law school, and um, that really like meant a lot to me because it was like investing in like to my education, but it was like a really nice computer, and I was like, yo, this is too dope. So like that, <laughs> those two are like, <laughs> I was like, yo, this is touch screen. It turns from a laptop to like a tablet. Like I was obsessed with it, um, and I still have it to this day. So that was like those are my two favorite memories around Christmas time. Oh, I love that, Ray. I love that. And I love that your bus driver and I love your mom, Pa, you know, at Springer. They have done just an amazing job of supporting you. But you have done an amazing job of lifting yourself up and constantly staying positive when things didn't look so great, Ray. And you are such a a bright light for so many people. I love the message that you share um, with people to just constantly move forward. Take one day at a time and and constantly move forward and don't let anything get you down. And, And look where you are. Getting ready to graduate from law school as the president of your class. Pretty yeah, awesome. God is, so good. God is so good. And I just like, I really commend people like you as well that are, um, that are doing so much in the community and continuing to give back and give back to those that's fortunate. Um, it really is important for us to realize that people matter mm-hmm. um, and that like charity and community is what like will propel the world even when we feel like there's no humanity left in us. Yeah. Um, and so that's so, that's so important and inspiring as well. Well, thank you, Ray. We have an amazing team, and we could not, absolutely could not do what we do without our team sharing their mission and our heart for the community. Um, and we have amazing business partners. I mean, we've partnered with so many businesses. I would, I can't even name them all. I know we have. Should we even try we'll, to name we'll, some yeah, of them? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put, we'll, them up we'll on put the those in a little bit. But, Ray, I just wanted to, you know, thank you for, I mean, you've already done amazing things. But you're you're gonna your life. You went through a lot, I know, as a child and through as a young adult. But you you did that for a reason, and you're going to make your mark on this world. You already have, but it's going to continue. And I just would encourage you to still be you, and 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 take that and do big things because you're you're pretty cool. Thank pretty awesome, so Ray. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. We are blessed to know you and blessed to be able to call upon you to help us share the mission of reaching back out into our community. You know, somebody said recently, you know, you put a lot, you know, you talk to a lot of people and you have kids talking and you and and they said, you know, it's a it's a fine line between kind of using kids to tell their story and to um, and I, I, you know, I, I, I bring this up to you, Ray, because I want you to kind of comment on it. And you and I have talked about this. If we don't let people share their stories and we don't capitalize on 
those that have overcome to be role models in our community, I think we're failing our community. I think that it's our job to be able to, you know, celebrate how amazing you are and the amazing things that you have overcome um, to inspire other people. Well, I appreciate you so much. Um, I do think, so I think it's a fine line. Like, mm-hmm. I do understand the idea of, like, sharing our stories. And, like, one, because there are so many people out there that are suffering and go through a lot of the things that, like, I've been through. So I'm always happy to, like, speak on my personal experiences and try to be, like, as uplifting as I possibly can. But I also can understand how, like, um, how, like, sometimes it can come off as, like, um, Kind of like the woe is me, like tell a story, like, you know, and and so it's a fine line. I do think that it is, but I think it also comes from the person's intention that's trying to get that exposure and trying to like help people, right? Yeah. Yeah. And if it's coming from a good place and you're really trying to support this child or these people and um, giving opportunities to help others, I think that's what we really have to focus on. and, but if some people is just, like, exploiting people, that's a whole different story. <laughs> but, I can, but it's really about the intention of the person that's trying to help. And that's why, like, I never shy away from telling my story. And, like, I, when I was younger, I always, I always like, didn't want to tell people what I was going through because um, there's something called, like, poor shaming. Like, you're ashamed mm-hmm. to be poor. Yeah. Or, like, you're ashamed to, like, not have your parents around. You're ashamed to be homeless. You're ashamed to, like tell people like, hey, I actually need food. You know what I mean? Like there right. is a there's a shame around that in society. And like that stops a lot of people from getting the help and the resources that they need, right? A closed mouth doesn't get fed. Right. But as a child, like I didn't know any better, right? But as a, someone that's like a young adult now and that has been fortunate and blessed and like so many great people and well-intentioned people come into my life and give me support. They saw that I wanted to work hard for my life and like also gave me the like the extra leg or the extra support, whether it's giving me a place to stay, giving me money, giving me food, you know, praying with me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that made all the difference in my life to say that's where I am, where I am now. Yes, I work hard, but like there were great people in my life that I felt comfortable enough to tell my story to. And like, they didn't judge me. They just wanted the best for me. Um, and so but I think it's okay to share your story and just be mindful of like, you know, people that want to help you, what are their intentions? That's the biggest thing. Um, don't ever stop doing what you're doing because people, you know, there's a comment on people saying, you know, oh, you shouldn't be telling these kids story. No, they, the world needs to hear this type of thing because they need to know what's going on. Um, and also to get support to help these people. Um, so never stop being you. I know you're a great person. I know that you do so much and you and your team do so much for the community. Um, let the naysayers call. (laughs) Um, but keep, keep doing great work like this is what we need to do more more people need to be into charity and giving back into like these disenfranchised communities and not like living on the stereotype right more conversations need to be had this is how we build communities up this is how we change we make generational changes and like one exception does not make the rule and i am an exception but i will say that like my life has changed because people like you, the Springers, Miss Jam, my bus driver, like the the Valentines, like I can go on and on about people that like have sincerely supported me and loved me mm-hmm. um, when I had nothing to offer in return but my story. Um, so yeah. Well, you know, we say often that they're they're good kids put in bad situations, and I believe every child is born to to have a meaning in this world. And so we're, if we can't save them all, but we're going to definitely do everything we can to try. 
yeah. um, and, and, and give each child like you a, a meaning in life. Yeah. Um, we want to be one of those many people in each child's life that, that they can say, well, they, they did their part or, or tried to. And, and more than that, Ray, we want to make sure that every, I, I think you said, you, you say so many poignant things. Every time I talk to you, I learn and I grow. And one of the things is that, you know, that you have a sense of purpose and that you are seen in the world. And so many, we get so many comments about helping the at-risk population because there's such a misnomer. And I think you're right on point about so many more discussions need to be had because there's such a misnomer that these are bad kids, that these are kids doing Oh, well, they're homeless because, you know, of their behavior. They're homeless because of their grades or their home. No, they're homeless or in foster care or at risk because of the situations they were put in, not because they put themselves in those situations. There are certainly those kids. And I would say I would help those kids as well. I taught, you know, those populations and I loved them. They're just in bad situations and they are taught to make bad decisions. Those are their role models. So they don't have much choice. Um, I mean, they do have a choice but they don't have enough models to show them good things. So I love when you say, I think our foundation is set up to make sure that every kid um, feels special and every kid feels a purpose and every kid has every opportunity to be successful. So we are fortunate, um, as I said before, to have a community that surrounds us and gives to us so that we can give back, so. Thank you for joining us, Ray. Anytime, anytime. So I believe in your guys' mission and support for the kids and the community and anything that I can do to pay it for, I will do. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ray. And Ray, if you were going to give one piece of advice to those donating or inspire somebody to donate, what would it be? Ooh, that's a good one. You give and you change lives. I love that. Love that. Give me change lives. The same thing that you may take for granted is can make someone's day. <laughs> yeah. Can change someone's life. I love that. So we are, thank you, Ray, for joining us. Absolutely love you. We are in the process of collecting for our holiday foundation drive. There will be a list of places you can donate. We are collecting gift cards or you can donate via our website at OFDTfoundation.com. Just go on our website, click the donate button and it is there. You can pick up a card at many different locations. We've got them out at Fibs, Ives, Stuckberry, um, there's just we'll have family a whole hardware. List. There's a number of places. If you see this card anywhere, um, definitely take a card and yeah. donate, and or just visit our website. All right, call us to get more involved at two three nine seven four four one nine four four. We are the Old Florida Dream Team. Follow us on social media at Old Florida Dream Team. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Ray. Thanks, Ray.